Yeah, yeah. What is good, everybody? You know the vibes. You know what it is, man. J Street Vibes with your man's Kenny Caraway. And this is Jason Jones. Back once again. Back at it once again. Like you said in last episode, we was like, yo, we went to the NBA. When we come back, we're talking about the Kings. We're going to get back on the Kings stuff. Well, not exactly. <laughs> not exactly because, um, Jason, we probably saw... I was talking to somebody on my uh, radio show of David Steele about this, and this is maybe the biggest um, social activist um, moment since John Carlos and Tommy Smith. What we saw last week with the Bucks boycotting their game five in the bubble of their first round series. I mean, this is this is historic stuff that we saw the other day, man. Yeah, and I just think it. Caught it. I don't think anyone really, I mean, people were talking about what can they do. And I think what they did, it was a, it was a statement, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it had to be the Bucks. I think it, I think even if the other games had been played, just in terms of a statement, this happened in, you know, the incident with a, um, Jacob Blake, you know, I call it the incident, but you know, he was shot seven times in his back. Yeah. Trying to <laughs> murder him. By the police, you know, he's now in the hospital, paralyzed, handcuffed to his bed, and wow. uh, and it happened in Wisconsin, the same state where Sterling Brown, who plays for the Bucks, was detained unlawfully by the police and sued the police over this. And basically, the only reason why we know for certain that Sterling Brown is alive because they figured out he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. If that mm-hmm. had been Sterling Brown, who was a five eight dude that they didn't know, only God knows how that would have turned. And even then, Jason, they were mocking him on 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 social media after yeah. they you know beat him up. Cops was on the social media mocking him, man. Yeah, it's, I, I I just call it pure evil. And then you know, I think the Bucks not only responded to that. I think it was the situation to follow with whatever the dude's name is. I don't even want to say his name because it pisses me off. Drove up from Wisconsin to quote unquote help out and protect businesses, businesses that aren't his. Do to do the job of the of law enforcement. He's not law enforcement. Ended up killing two people. And uh, repeat that again, Jason, because I they, I think I feel like people just kind of gloss over that. He that killed, man went up there and killed two people. Had no business being there. It's not his job. He's 17. He has no, it's not his job to protect the businesses. But meanwhile, somehow the cops managed to thank him while he was out there. And somehow he walked out of there with an AR 15. I believe it was the AR 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With people saying he just shot someone. And somehow he got, he got to go home. They started yelling and, at the people who were saying he just shot someone. I mean, it's like a scene out of a movie. And. You know, you know, and it's unbelievable, but it's, it's but it's also believable. And I mean, basketball, sports aside, I'm sick of people trying to be the police and thinking they can come shoot at people because they mm-hmm. want to be the police. Damn it, you're not. A, this, this ain't a damn. This ain't a fucking game. This ain't you? This ain't, this ain't some game. This ain't you're no playing Call that, of Duty, man. Yeah, you don't you don't get to decide. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go enforce the law. Who the hell are you? Right. And someone pulling that shit is why Trayvon Martin is dead. Someone deciding yeah. they're going to enforce the law. A law that wouldn't even be broken. And if you can't understand the frustration that black people have right now, 
And I, I before people even jump on me about it, I've seen all the stuff about what, you know, Jacob Blake was accused of or the warrant or whatever. They weren't out there serving a warrant. So mm-hmm. stop. And secondly, it's not their job to execute justice, even if they were. Right. And so, you know, you see all this stuff. And if you don't understand why players are mad and you, you, people say things, well, they got money, they're protected, they're pampered. Guess what? They got friends, they got family. Um, and even on the whole, they're, they're pampered thing. Dabo Cephalosha got a broken leg. And he, he didn't he, he didn't break his leg in the game. Police broke his leg. <laughs> Masai Ujiri. <laughs> yeah. Masai Ujiri was in a damn Italian suit with the NBA Finals credential, and they tried to rough him up. Yeah, so I don't want to hear this about, well, what this person did or that person did. I said, the same people saying that shit are the same ones who holler, this is America. We have our rights. You know, what happened to, you know, so I don't want you, you can't have it both ways with me on this one. No, you can't, you can't go both ways. I don't, we're not going to let you slide with that. And, and from me, my point of view, you're, you're not going to disparage the NBA players because your entertainment got interrupted for a couple of days or the, the players aren't doing what you think they should do or you want to watch the games and not think about what happened. Imagine being a te- teammate of Cephalosha and you, and you know how, what happened to him. You got to think about it. I don't really care if you're mad that your entertainment was disrupted. And I, I, yeah, I, I don't care. Those days are done. Those days are done. Like anybody that wants to get, oh, I just want to get back to the games and not politicize statement is done. Like it ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like when you watch sports, if something is going wrong in society, you're going to hear about it from here on out. Ain't no Oh, we we just going to stick to the games and stick between the lines and stuff like that. That's done, man. That's done. It ain't never coming back because these boys, these kids, these young men in the NBA and in the NFL and even in Major League Baseball at this point, they're not going for that no more. They're not going for that. There's too many ways that you can hear hear them. There's too many ways they can voice their opinion and voice their frustration and displeasure with things are going on. You're going to hear it. You're going to feel it. And if it makes you uncomfortable, maybe you should make sure these things don't don't happen where you stay. Whether that's holding your your sheriff accountable, your police chief, your policeman, hold them accountable to make sure that they don't go around killing unarmed black men. And then maybe there's nothing to protest and you can watch your games. But uh, if something's going bad, like, please believe it's showing up in sports nowadays. It's done. Like, stop all that. Let's just go back to the sports. That's gone. Yeah, it's the WNBA. You saw it in MLS. You saw it in tennis. I mean, it's and say what you will. Yeah, say what Jason, you want. So, yeah. sorry to cut you off. We saw it in WWE, bro. <laughs> Wrestling. They all are taking a knee, putting a fist up. Like you can't get away from it. Yeah, and, and regardless of what you how you feel, and it's, I don't think what people are they refuse to accept is if for 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 athletes, for entertainers, whatever. You'll take their word on everything. Uh, you'll tell your kids, well, you know, you should you should really practice your basketball, you know, work hard, you know. That's what De'Aaron Fox does. He works really hard. Or, you know, you know, LeBron James said, read books. You, you'll, you'll take their athlete's word on everything but this. Now you want them to shut up. Mm. You know, you, you, you cry they're a role model. They should be role models. But on this one, you want them to shut up. Hmm. And it's funny how that works. That you know, 
once you feel a little uncomfortable, now it's time for them to shut up. Or, you know, it becomes about, well, what are you going to do to fix everything? It's not their job to fix it. And I'm tired of people putting that on them. I, you know, I, when you, when I saw when the reports came out Wednesday about, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers saying they didn't want to play anymore, you know, you know, then you read a you know, but also understanding the business aspect that it was going to, it would, it would hurt the, it would affect a lot of people financially if there are no more games. I mean, there's, there's a lot of side to it. To me, whatever a person feels in their heart to do is what they should do. You know, if you feel like you want to play, you should play. If you don't want to play, if it bothers you, you don't have to play. But I don't believe in this whole notion that you get to now talk about these guys didn't do their part because they're going to play games. I think, I mean, there's a lot of revisionist history, obviously, with the people who think Kyrie was right. Kyrie was right. I'll say this, though. I don't know that Kyrie was right because I don't know that this gets... The the attention is the same if they're not playing right now. Yeah, I mean to I, me, I, yeah, yeah I, right. to me it's it's a whole different thing when Donovan Mitchell can drop fifty points in a game and he don't care because of what he just saw. Or you know, Chris Paul has a hell of a game. You, you think Doc Rivers is going to go on IG live in his living room and say what he said after that post game? <laughs> probably not. You yeah, know what I'm fact, saying? Pro- yeah, probably not. And that was a that was a a lot of people feel that triggered the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the one that pushed them over the edge. That's not happening if we're not in that bubble. Yeah, so I I'm I I believe I'm in support of them finishing this thing out because as long as they're playing, that that you 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 know you you got to pay attention. And I mean, if you don't want to watch it, fine. You're just telling us how you really feel about them as people. It's like, yeah, black guy, entertain me, run, mm-hmm. dunk. Make me feel good, make me feel better about myself because I'm like I don't hate I don't hate black people. I love Giannis. <laughs> you know, you know I don't even I don't, though they, even though they <laughs> that's a whole they they refuse to acknowledge his African roots, but that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, you know, so you 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 allow athletes and entertainers to appease your your feelings, you know. And it goes just beyond race. You can be like, I'm not homophobic. I like this dude and you know, that that actress or, you know, whatever the case may be. You allow entertainers and athletes to make you feel feel good about yourself, like that old Richard Pryor line. Tell me some more lies that'll make me feel good again. You know, and so you lie to yourself. You say that, you know, I'm not a bad person, because if I was a bad person, how could I be racist? I like to watch basketball. Okay. So what? You know, you, but do you care about these people? And I don't think it's going back. And I don't think it's going back the other way. I'm glad they're going to keep playing. I'm glad they're going to keep talking. And I'm here for it. You know, if, if, it, if it makes you uncomfortable, to me, it says more about you than it does about the players. Facts. Howard, Howard Bryant, um, senior ESPN columnist, he was on uh, the radio show today. And he wrote a piece um, for ESPN.com. And he said something that just resonated with me in that in that piece. Um, I'm going to read the excerpt real quick. And it goes to what you were just talking about, Jason. He goes, you're here. This is what people are essentially saying when they're upset with these guys for not playing. So he goes, you're here to entertain us. No, you're literally here to entertain us. That's your job. Underneath that layer is a threat. Underneath that layer of a threat is more threat, which is to say, you better be grateful there are people willing to watch because if you don't watch, 
you're going back to nothing. The message is, of course, to remind these black players of how precarious their positions are, to let them know in case they forgot how thin the margin is that one misstep, injury or arrest, back talk or protest can put you back there with the rest. Never forget who you owe. And I just thought that was so spot on. And this is something that I feel the NBA deals with maybe more than any other league because it is a vast majority black players who are making millions of dollars. And the audience a lot of the time is white sweets or by corporate America, white corporate America. And they always, they always, uh, Jason, they always show their ass when something like this happens. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The second these guys start to care about the communities that they come from, that a lot of their friends and family still live in, Hell, just themselves, their their families, you know what I mean? They're, they're black. The second they speak up and they start to care about that and they start to say, hey, I don't want to tolerate this. Here comes the viewing public. Oh, you should be playing. Shut up and dribble. I'm never watching the NBA again. Here comes We're, Brian Urlacher. Here Brian comes. Urlacher. Aubrey Huff. You know what I mean? All these guys start coming out of here, showing their ass. And it's just... It really is like it really is on some they're trying to be on some in control of some shit like mentally and emotionally control these guys. Remember where you came from. Remember who you are. At least that's what they think. Little do they know that ain't the case, but that's what they, they think. like to. They like to remind them you guys are so privileged that someone gave you that money. I remind people all the time they're earning that money. Yes, they gave them a damn thing. They are earning it. You know. And, uh, you know, the, the irony of someone like Jared Kushner to go on TV talking hmm. about the, the privilege of LeBron when your ass married in, you, you ain't, you, you married in the money, probably born in the money. And you got the nerve to talk about LeBron, you know, the average American. LeBron like the came damn, from the mud, man. Come on, about, man. You talking about the average American can't, you're not the average, you want to meet with LeBron. LeBron ain't talking to you. <sighs> LeBron James, like people look at LeBron James right now and his career like it's sweet. And LeBron James came from the mud, man. He came from nothing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he made it. He made it, man. And he's, it's, it's sickening. It really and is. It, and it's, and it's, it's, it's almost like a, it's disgusting that essentially what you've got now where people trying to now shame them for, you know, or you think, it's almost like, oh, you think you're smart, huh? Oh, you want to be smart mm-hmm. now? Go solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard one athlete said they had the answer to everything. You know, and I just, for me, my my hope for them is that they can figure out some ways to be unified in what they do. And when someone comes to them and says, well, what do you want? At some point, you can be like, this is what we got. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it, it doesn't have to happen today. No. And, and look, Jason, and I hope this doesn't come off condescending because it's 100% not what I'm trying to say. But that's not their jobs. Like, they're, they're basketball players. And they're smart. They're educated. I'm not, I'm not saying it like they're dummies. But th- not every athlete is in it to be Muhammad Ali. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That That's fine. It, it, it's not their job to lead the black community it's not their job to necessarily fight police brutality in my opinion they already did their job they had a platform 
and they spoke out of what about what's going on in this country, in this community. Now it's up to us to use the, the, the awareness that they brought to these situations and go out and vote, go out and vote for a new police chief, vote for a new attorney general. It's up to us now. You know what I mean? To carry that choice to me, to me personally, people always talk about what's next. It, it ain't to look at them. They did their job. That that's how I look at it. They did their job. They brought the awareness. Now it's time for us to do our part. And it just frustrates me when they, you know, they, they, they expect these guys to be Martin Luther King. And it's, it's not fair. If that's what they choose to be, if that's what they want to be more power to them, but they shouldn't have to feel that burden. Yeah. And that's, and that's a big problem is that, you know, you put everything on them. Like I said, when, you know, if you don't want to be a role model, don't, you don't have to be that, but it's, it's, because they say something, it's like, okay, well, you must have the answers. It's like, no. And and, and and even back to the whole, well, what are you doing? We have several examples of athletes who are in the community doing the work. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, people don't want to talk about that. I mentioned, too, like, an example, when I went to the, uh, to the uh, I'm blanking on the name now, but the, the, like the Team Up for Change Forum in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh Plenty of, you know, myself there, Mark Spears from ESPN, Eric Woodyard, you know, you know, the black folk. <laughs> of course, we was there, you know. I, and I mean, I, I venture to say that no other person in this, you know, no other writer in the Sacramento media covering the Kings has written about their social justice stuff more than me. And I've done it, you know, not so much at this current employer, but I've done it with editors telling me not to because it wouldn't get numbers. Hmm. And I've been told, don't hmm. write this stuff. No one wants to read that. I don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's so going to get We appreciate written. you, bro. We you know, definitely and I, appreciate and I, and I, you. And I've had people tell me, why are you writing that? You know, nobody wants to read that. No one wants to read about these guys doing this stuff. And nobody wants to read it. I'm like, well, okay, it's it's getting written. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. getting written. So, I mean, it's it's a... It's frustrating. Like I said, it's been a it's it, it's a it's emotionally draining, and I'm not I'm not even in Orlando, but right. I can know, only it, imagine. It, it's man. just it's just draining to have to explain this and talk to people. I'm like, you know what? We've been explaining this same shit all 2020. Yeah. If you don't understand, then you just don't want to at this. Yeah. Point. I mean, and I'm and I and I'm done pandering to people about well let me explain to you why you don't care <laughs> you don't that's care the, that's the biggest thing you don't care yeah because how many right. times do we have to explain i mean we, i've been explaining this shit before grant napier during grant <laughs> napier after grant napier <laughs> you know before george floyd after george floyd i've been i'm tired of i mean i have a degree in african-american studies i've been explaining this shit for 20 years mm. and you know, if if this year doesn't open your eyes to what these players are going through, the the mental stress they feel, you know, the anguish, and no one's ever, you know, and I mean, you just don't care, and I'm, it's 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 tiring. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's I'm tired of you know whenever something happens to a a, a black person is shot, the first thing they want to do is go, well, what was his criminal record? As if someone got shot walking around with their criminal record on their back. I mean, they did it to trade. They did it to a damn child. They'd be, they be running the same play all the time. All the you time. Know, then I got to, then I got to talk play. about, well, and then they got to talk about this, this kid in uh, Wisconsin. Well, 
you know, he was an aspiring police officer. No, he was a punk. Yeah. No, he was a, you know, he admired the police. No, he thought he was a cop. And he, you know, mm-hmm. he, he he admired the police, but he was then of course he was bullied in school, and you know, you, you know how tired we get hearing of that, you know, and, and if you don't see that in, in in the coverage, I'm a member of the media, but if you don't see how fucked up the coverage of it is, shit, you don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been seeing since Columbine and all that. Whenever somebody white kills someone in that in that manner, I got to hear about their issue. They were bullied. A girl didn't like them and they felt rejected and, you know, and I got to hear all this. The whole backstory, the whole sob story backstory. I got to I got to get their whole situation justified. But when some the victim, oh, we're going to hear everything he ever did wrong. Like I said, I'm going to keep going back to it. Trayvon Martin had marijuana in his system. Ooh. And, and somehow people get to justify what happened to him. He had marijuana in his system. And and guess what? Marijuana is legal in damn near every state in this country, I think. <laughs> yeah. But that, that but you know, we we go, keep on letting people telling you that's the reason why people are acting up. The the marijuana, the the THC is in their system, so they can't. There's somehow some super. I ain't never been afraid of somebody smoking weed. <laughs> ever and ever in my life have I ever been afraid of THC? But go ahead and let people confuse you with that. You know, it's 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 like I said, it's infuriating. It's it's frustrating. As a father, it scares the living hell out of me. Mm. I mean, I got to teach my 11-year-old son what to do if he stopped by the police. He's 11. I got to, I got to, but my son's also almost 5'10". Mm. So I've got to train him now because one thing I wanted to do as a father was I didn't want to have to raise my kids with the same hardness I had to have at a young age growing up in South Central, East Side Long Beach. Growing up around the Crips, I didn't want I didn't want to have to have that. My kids to have that, but what's the, what's the result of that? I got to now take some of that innocence away that I wanted them to have to explain to them, hey, you know, because they want to know why are the cops doing this? You know, to hear Chris Weber talk about explaining his his godson with autism why they're not playing, and I have sons on the spectrum, or him talking explaining to his nephews about death. These are conversations we actually got to have. These are conversations NBA players have. You know, I've I've heard uh, Gabrielle Union talk about when they were living in Miami, how the boys weren't allowed to um, venture off too far past the house. And the children, they, they were like, and the only house they were allowed, the, their children were allowed to walk to were was the, was the Bosch house because they had enough security to keep eyes on their kids from that house to the Bosch house, even though the kids had no idea they were being watched. Mm. Wow. I mean, and they, wow. you know, and so, I mean, I, you, th- these things are real to the players and I, and I'm, I'm insulted for them. People try to say that because they have money, it doesn't matter as, as if they somehow bought the, their way out of having black skin and being accosted or being looked at or being, you know, so I got to be six eight to 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 get the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. And then and then Jason, you you combine that with a situation, and I and I talked about it on the uh, on the Monday episode. And I, I'm not I didn't have any inside information. It just didn't look right to me. You talk about it like a Paul George situation, and what these guys are dealing with in the bubble. 
And Paul George is probably the most not- notable um, example of this, but he ain't the only one who these players are just kind of done with the bubble and like being, you know, locked in this bubble and being away from their family for months on end at this point, it's messing with their head. And then you combine that, that just the human nature of that with then there, all this is going around the country and in a way they feel paralyzed by the fact that all everything is going on in this country and I want to do something about it, but I'm stuck here. Now I feel bad. Now, you know, I have, it's almost like a survivor's remorse type deal. Right. And like all this is playing a factor. And these people think because they got a couple dollars that they're immune to all this. No, man, <laughs> no, not at all. You know, these are real things. These are, these are real issues that these guys are dealing with on a daily, on a nightly basis. And and they're going to continue to deal with it as long as in this bubble. Because somebody brought up a good point. LeBron James, yeah, he's he's playing for, you know, championship and he's playing to make sure that he gets his bag. But LeBron James is also making sure that the 15th guy on the roster gets his bag. And the 15th guy on the roster kind of needs this year's bag more than LeBron does. You know what I'm saying? And they're doing it just like that. Chris Paul, all these guys, Chris Paul, what is he making? Like $30 million this year? He made like $30 million last year or something like that. He doesn't need it. He's not going to go into the poorhouse. But the guy that's on a 10-day contract that got the Kyle Guy, Kyle Guy needs, he can't not get paid. And these guys have taken that into consideration. He doesn't have generational wealth yet. No. You know, and that's why I get mad. People say, well, they shouldn't play to take a stand. I said, it ain't just about that it ain't just about the guy who you see it ain't just it ain't about Giannis it ain't about LeBron it ain't about those guys there's other guys you know except at the end of the bench there's coaches who you know there's the coaches, coaches. there's yeah. already teams who have laid off people yeah I mean you know it's not I just I just think people are short-sighted when they say well they should just not play it means more you know it should do this they should do this and I'm like okay I guess uh, uh, you 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 want the players to do all this. I don't see you walking off your job. <laughs> I don't see you making a stand. Right. Stop! I, I said it. I'll say it all the time. Stop asking these athletes to do what you won't do. And Facts. like I said, you know, like I said my hope for them they can come up, they, they can somehow get together, come up with a cohesive plan. I think the if, if there was anything people that it seemed like people were at least you know were thrown off by on Wednesday was that. No one knew the Bucks were going to do that. Right. And, and you know what? Real quick, real quick about that, Jason, because I, I want to get to that and get your thoughts on it. But, yeah, they were thrown off by that. And they said the Bucks kind of took a little bit of heat in those meetings about that. But you know what? And, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. The Bucks had one shot to do this this way. And it didn't seem like this is something like they planned the night before and just kept it a secret. It seemed like they was really kind of going back and forth about this, what they were going to do. And they had one shot to do this this way as the team that's from the state that's, um, you know, going through all this right now. And I I thought they knocked it out the park. I did. I thought they did the right thing, even if that means keeping it to the very last moment and not telling nobody. But I, I, I thought they did. They did the right thing. It had the right type of impact. And if if it would have got leaked the night before, it probably wouldn't have hit as hard. So I 
I don't have any problem with what the Bucks did. I understand why people felt like, man, we were blindsided. I get it. But I, I think the Bucks did what they had to do. Yeah, I understand why people felt like that because what happened, what happens is you hear about the Bucks. People forget about OKC and Houston. They go straight to what's LeBron going to do. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm like, you know, it's a whole other game before then. To me, what would have been beautiful if it could have went this way, but it didn't, was be, partly because Milwaukee plays the first game every every night. But what if Milwaukee was the last game of the day? And you play two games, and then Milwaukee does that in prime time. Mm. That you know, but that's just a scheduling thing, you know. But there's no perfect way to do it. I mean, you know, but I think what what happened was the whole talk about where people blindsided so on and so forth is that it now forced the that deliberation the Bucks might have been having all morning. The other teams got to have that deliberation on the spot, right? So, I mean, right. I understand that, you know, that and the people might have had issue with that. To me, in the big scheme, that's not going to destroy anything, you know, but I under I understand. And I think what it is, is that the other part is that other people probably wanted to know because it's like we could have had a unified front from the start. Right. Right. But but see, I don't even think the Bucks knew. That's the whole thing about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I agree. I don't, yeah, I don't think they I don't knew think either. They knew they were gonna do that. They knew Yeah, they, I mean yeah. They I didn't mean, know I, what they wanted to do. Yeah, and you know, I yeah, I don't I just think it kinda just happened. And and I think what 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 you think about going forward is that I think it's been said that okay, so what's the plan now? You know, what do you want to do? You you've got the the world's attention. What's next? And I think that's going to take planning. That's going to take some thought. That's going to take involving other people. Maybe you know, you look at what you look at what Malcolm Jenkins did with the NFL to the point where they were able to go and get legislation done. You mm-hmm. know, that doesn't happen right now. You right. know, but I think I think the threat now that the player they know players will stop playing, it's going to keep people on edge to a degree. Yeah, they know they they know the players have this in their back their back pocket. Yeah, they'll shut it down in a heartbeat. And I, I was telling someone, too, they were like, well, what can they do? What can the owners do to help? They already donated money. I said, the, the owners have the ear of the people who are in charge. Because they got how do you phone th- numbers in their phones that, that players don't. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah. As I uh, pointed out to someone, uh, Betsy DeVos, you know, the... Um, you know the uh, it was education secretary. Mm-hmm. She's a member of the DeVos family, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what the, what the DeVos family owns? They own the Orlando Magic. Mm. So, <laughs> so you talk about a a you know a direct line. You know, to them, a connect, the, as yeah, we would say, that's a connect. <laughs> that's a connect. You know, you know, that's you know, they they they're tied to the Orlando Magic. You know, you know, so you know, you got that. So that means you know, when you're an NBA owner, you have access to municipalities. Why you want to get an arena built? Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. You're not talking to me. Right. You're talking to the people. You know, the, you know, you're talking to all the, the lawmakers, the big yeah. shakers. So that's what, you know, the, the players can, the owners can do to help the players. If they're truly behind their players and it's not lip service. Right. You know, if right. it's not just them saying it because it's cool, you know, 
you know, and I and I'm not trying to call out any particular team or owner. I know the King. I think the Kings have done their have done a lot of good work. I don't know every situation, but I do know that if the owners want to be sincere, you don't want to be like those people watching the games on TV who are like I love these guys until they make me uncomfortable. Exactly. You know, the guys you profess yeah. to love when you draft them and cry if they leave your team. You know, here's how you help those guys. Yep. You know, you know, you know, the same way someone taught you the game of how to work, you know, work this stuff as far as the the ins and outs of the of the lawmakers and all that, you know, do that with them. Help them get to those spaces the same way the people help the guys help the Eagles do that. Help these guys with that. You know, if you really care about them the way you say you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we will. um the league should be starting. We're recording this on a late, 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 late Thursday night. We don't know for sure if they're going to play on Friday. It looks like it's going to be Saturday is when they'll start things back up. So, yeah, man, um, it's it was a historic time, man, a historic, historic time. And it's going to be it's going to be weird getting back into the flow of things because it's just, you know, it's going to take it maybe a day or two to, to start. Yeah. So it's our feeling. But one good thing about this, um, not this situation, but what they're facing moving forward is uh, the families. Like we talked about last time, the families, I, I hear some of the families are being quarantined like now. Yeah. yeah. So they, they should be able to, you know, be with their families probably early next week or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's, that's part good. of the, that's part of the stress. You know, yeah. you've been away from your family. You're worried about your family. And like I said, like I said we all had some fun with Paul George's struggles, but I don't think anyone was ever making fun of his mental health. Right. And I, you know, I think everyone, you know, it was, it was more, it was, you know, man, he, you know, pandemic, you know, but I don't think anyone. Yeah, it was all to, jokes, but everybody, everybody's serious. They ain't got no real problem with Paul George and want, want to see him at his best, you know, as, as a man, always. Yeah, you know, I mean, if he's playing my squad, I don't want him to play well. But <laughs> you I don't want to light them, the Lakers up. <laughs> I don't want that man to. I don't want. I don't want him to be, you know, struggling with depression. But yeah, you know. You know but when people, when people talked about that before the bubble began, people were like, "Oh, they'll be fine." There, it's, and it's one thing before we go. It's bothering me. Stop thinking because black people have a lot of money, they don't have stress. <laughs> Stop with the he. He got money. He got money. Y'all think you think money fix everything? Like really, y'all really think because they have money they're fine? Oh, we got money, you know it's all good. You know he's he's got money, he can pay for it, you know, you know. But I think that I think I think that'll help them. And, and that, that, that was another aspect of why you they some of them want to keep playing. It's like my family been out here already, they in quarantined yeah. and everything. I'm like, now we gonna up and leave, right? No, so I mean I just think you know for the big picture, I think the players' platform is bigger by playing because if they're not playing, I mean, I don't mean to sound crazy. They're, they're I mean, they're citizens. They're just regular. I mean, they're, they're famous, but they're just citizens. Right. I mean, I'm not going to sit on Instagram all day and watch LeBron James Insta story. So I can see what he's talking about, <laughs> but I am going to watch LeBron Did, James play basketball. And then I'm going to hear what he says after the game. And, you know, during, during the protest with George Floyd, um, Numerous NBA players joined the protests. You know what I mean? Did that lead NBC Nightly News? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what them in the bubble protesting, oh, yeah, that stopped everything. And I, I'm not saying what they did in the streets and marching wasn't important. It was lovely. But when you talk about bringing awareness 
and 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 bringing that type of attention to the things that are going on, they just can they can do more in the bubble. I believe as as far as that goes. You know I what agree. I'm saying? And uh, I'm I'm glad for that reason alone. Like basketball side, for that reason alone, why they're deciding to continue to play. So it's yeah. more than an athlete, bigger than basketball, everything else. They you know, and I'm glad to see you know. So many of the players unify, like the Lakers and Clippers working together. Look at how who would have thought? <laughs> Bloods and Crips. They, yeah, Bloods yeah. and Crips out here. <laughs> you know, who would have thought they would they'd be together? Hey, we ain't yo. What's going on with this? You know, but I think it's, I I, I think they've they've got a moment. They've got they've got the world's attention, mm-hmm. and they've got you know baseball has a similar moment you know now, and uh, football football is going to have a hell of a moment when it comes up. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what football. That's going to be crazy. That's yeah, going to be a trip. What I saw, what I saw, I saw a joke. Someone, before we, I mean, it's a silly joke, but someone said Jerry Jones would rather play two on eleven with him and Dak <laughs> than allow his, one of his games to get postponed. Jerry, like somebody gonna play this game today. Jerry gonna take it back to Arkansas, man. Has Jerry <laughs> gonna go said back to anything? his Razorback days? Yeah. Has Jerry said anything? Publicly yeah. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry said some bullshit. Okay. He did. He really right. did. It was like right. a week ago. He said some bullshit. Okay. I don't recall anything of note, you know, but hey. Yeah. Can't be any worse than Brian Urlacher. Oh, man. Get this guy up out of here. Him and his role gang got to go. My man him got and some him hair. And his hair, hair. Him and his hair plugs got to go, man. Yeah, he got he put some hair in his head. Now he's saying off the wall. Got the whole, <laughs> think about the, 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 the Bears organization was like, that does not reflect us. <laughs> Bro, they got up out of they They got away from him quick. They was like, oh, yeah, yeah. They was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. We're not. Yeah, we don't we, ride with this dude, man. Yeah, you know, that you know, it's like, no, we cool, we cool on her locker. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so man, J Street vibes, man. Like I said, uh, thought we were talking kings, but you know, we had to go down a different lane. We got and we hope to. I'm about to say we hope to talk kings maybe next time. But if something happens again, please believe the Kings will be pushed to the side and we will talk about what needs to be talked about. That's just what it is here on J Street Vibes, man. You know what it is. Shout out to the Be Heard platform. They're doing big things, man, with the youth out here. Shout out to them for sure. Big ups to Damian Barling. Uh, shout out to the producer, Rob. Uh, you can check me on D-Lo and KC Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 2 o'clock. You can catch my man, Jason Jones. Pretty much every day. They got you writing every day at The Athletic about, right? Pretty much, huh? It feels like it. But I'm going <laughs> to take, take a little vacation. I don't know how you vacation during this during 2020. I'm not yeah. going on the plane, but that just means I get to stay home and clean up and do laundry. and Staycation. Yeah, you know, ver- help my kids with their virtual education, their distance oh, learning. Man. Distance you learning know, is crazy. My kids, my kids then fired me again. <laughs> I had the kids in the car taking them back to their mom, and they said, we like mommy school better than daddy school. <laughs> they trying to transfer schools. <laughs> yeah, my son told me mommy school got better food and better activities. I said, ain't Damn. this some shit. I said, this some Damn, shit. you got to get to Costco, Jason. He said, he said, better food and... They told me the other day, sandwiches again? I'm like, hey, I got to work too. They told me mama got better snacks. I'm like, hold up. I don't went to the store and got all y'all little, little Debbie snacks y'all like. And y'all still going to diss my snacks? That's cold game. That's like, cold I, game. like, well, mom made fish sticks. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. Well, well when he's not teaching the youth, uh, you can check out Jason Jones in The Athletic. Uh, even if it's not daily, like go back and read some of his old stuff because he's spot on. My man is spot on here. 
so uh yeah we will we will be back next week and uh yeah that's about it man you know the vibes man it's kenny caraway jason jones we up out of here Peace.